Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Start with Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, such as the inward parts of the belly. What means the spirit of the man is, a, is the candle of the Lord? What that means? Anybody knows? So if you have a candle, you light it yeah. in a dark room. Now we have sometimes low shading, right? Yeah. And you want to look for something in your house. You light a candle, you look for it, right? So the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So, the, so the, uh, this candle, the Lord looking at inward parts, people, searching on people to see what is inside, what's happening. So the Lord knows everything that we do. And he is not ignorant of our devices, what we do, good or bad, he sees us. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 What that means here says, and the very God of peace sanctify you. Holy, whole thing. So your whole package. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are three parts being right. You have spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Right? So, your spirit is not, this, when you get born again, you born again in your spirit, not in your flesh. Your flesh is the same. If you go to the mirror, you see yourself exactly the same as you were before. What did change? What is born again? It's in your spirit. Your spirit became alive. You were before dead and sin. The Lord Jesus forgive your sin and your spirit became alive. And I could want to expand on that a little bit because I think we need to understand it a little bit better today. So John 6.63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That is John 6.63. And in the Passion Translation, do I speak too fast or too slow? No, it's fine. Right? In the Passion Translation it says, John 6.63, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life. Amen. But there are still some of you who won't 
believe. And uh, Romans 8, 11 says, 8, 11. But if the Spirit, 8, 11. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, heal your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. So, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And you have a spirit, soul, and body. So, and the Holy Spirit also lives in you. He's part, he, you know, he lives with you. He lives in you. So I want to ask now for four volunteers. I want to do a skit. So something so we can... So I noticed last time some of us don't understand exactly the spirit, soul, and body. So who wants to be a volunteer here? Yeah. So you, you choose the, the good role. Who, who wants to be the spirit? Who wants to be the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Who wants to be a soul? And who wants to be the body? Okay. Well. Okay. Praise the Lord. So you stay in the back inside. In the, Okay. Come, turn this way here. Thank you. Sorry? She's crying? No? No. Ah, she's the Holy Spirit. She's... Okay. Can you put it on your neck? Put it on. Wear it on your, on your neck? Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. This is the body. Like I have a body. Lift up your head. This is the soul and this is the spirit. The born again. We receive Jesus. He's become alive. Are you alive? Check it. Yes. He's alive. Are you alive? Yes. And this is the soul. The soul is your, your mind, your understanding, your emotions are all based here. This is the governance of your body, you know. But does not control the spirit. Mm -hmm. So spirit, when you get born again, the soul still is a bit lost. See what's happening? I go here or I go there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So he has to make decisions, all the decisions. So let's step this way. Usually this way, this, yeah. See what's happening now. If the soul wants the body to do something and it doesn't see anything, so go backwards. Somebody give it backwards. So if there's a hole or something, you're going to fall in the hole. They're not too, too guided by the spirit. But if the soul wants our spirit to move, we can go and see what we're doing, right? This is a little bit you do move with the body. You move together, you're not lost. So can I back again now? now to grow, we need the word. We need to study the word. Like John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world. Say it together. 
Now, when we study the world and we learning, the Holy Spirit just makes a connection. The Spirit with the body. And we're connecting and we're growing and we're changing, changing you know. How are we getting faith? By studying the Word of God, right? How are we growing? By studying the Word of God. If we do not, do not study the Word of God and we're not learning, the, the Holy Spirit it cannot bring things to our remembrance. Jesus says, I will send you another, what? Comforter. Paracletos in Greek, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of truth. As a guide to all truth, as a remind you everything that I have told you. Amen. So, how Jesus now talks to us? Through the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit cannot remind the soul anything that we have not learned. So, this Spirit here has not learned much. So, the Holy Spirit here, He needs to connect us Amen. with the Spirit of the body. And the body and the soul needs to connect the body and to guide it in the whole truth. You know, this body is saved. But God is a spirit. And also it lives only in the spirit. He can connect us in the spirit. Because he cannot connect in the flesh. So since we left Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the spirit died and they died. And forget they didn't even know how to die. It took 800 years to die. But since Christ came again, what happened? We become alive. And when we receive Christ, we become born again. Now, John 1 12 says, As many as receive him, to them gave he power to become what? Child of God. Daughter of God. Child. So we are become children of why? Because God's Spirit came inside of us in our hearts and gave the seed of the world that makes us alive. So we become alive. The same happened to Mary when she received the Holy Spirit, as she received the angel, as she received the Spirit of God. What happened? She got Jesus born again. He's the only person, the only that was sinless. Why was sinless? Because the seed of the woman said in the Genesis, shall smash your head shortly. So he smashed the devil by the born again, by the born of Jesus Christ on earth. So Jesus born on earth and he came and sacrificed for us so we can get life, a life eternal when we receive him. The same seed, receive it to your spirit. When you receive Jesus, when you say, Jesus, open my heart, come in, and then forgive my sins, it dwells with you forever. But we have to connect the Word of God. The soul has to study. And he has to tell to the body, you have the Bible, let's start reading together. Take the Bible here. The Bible says it's here, here. And if you hold the Bible here and you study the Word, and the Holy Spirit connects the soul so he can hear the Word and 
So you connect with the Spirit, and the Spirit, we are growing. And we are growing in the, the Word of God. So that's why it's essential and very, very, very important to study the Word of God as everything depends to study the Word of God. We need to know the Word. Amen. Not only to this Sunday, but every day. It's, how many times do you eat a day? Three times. Three times if you are richer. If you are poor? Twice, one, right? But you eat every day. You want something to eat. But you need to be hungry for the Word of God. The same as you hunger for the physical food. It's very, very, very important. Thank you very much. The Holy Spirit connects you. It's a valve that connects you. So it's important that you understand that because the Word of God is true and the only one thing can do happens is the Word of God. It is clear? You understood that? Yes. Oh, is anybody has not understood that? Raise your hand. Okay. So, thank you, Rita. Rita makes these props here. It helps me sometimes. She's my, my helper. Thank you, Rita. Yeah, that's a revelation. <laughs> So the, I would like to start now in the, you know the story of the Samaritan woman? Jesus went to Samaria and the disciples went left and uh, left them alone and the woman came to the well and he asked her for water, right? I say, you have no, how to draw the water from the well, you are Jew, you don't communicate, you don't talk to us. And Jesus says, if you knew who's talking to you, you could ask me to give you living water. Water that is living. And that is in uh, John 4, 7, 4, 7 to 25. If I can really... I don't want to read the whole thing because we can. John 4. Yeah. Okay, 26. So, so I'm going to jump now to. Here, Jesus said, answer to her. Okay. As Jesus answered to her in John 4:13. And said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of these waters shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give, Jesus speaking now, Amen. him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of what? Living waters. Spring up into everlasting life. What happened there? What he said there? What, is, what kind of water will give him? Holy Spirit. Not holy water. Holy water, we can, a priest can give you holy water. Sometimes churches will sell him water. They're selling water as a holy, so they can make money. But that's not the water we, we talks about. It talks about the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Spirit that changed your life. Thank you, Lord. 
And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither can come hither to the draw, so I don't have to come and draw water. And Jesus said to her, Go call your husband. The, uh, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And then Jesus says, That has five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you art a prophet. Now this is a key word. This, when we read, we have to study. Don't read it fast. And just, okay, I read two pages today. Thank you, God. Now I'm holy. We need to read to feed yourself, to understand. Look at, like if I, when I was reading years ago the Bible, I was going, and nothing told me, okay. It says here, I perceive that prophet, our fathers worship in this mountain, and he say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So listen to what he says here. So she still tried to argue, you know, with Jesus, because she couldn't understand, she understand completely who was Jesus at the time. Okay, maybe you're a prophet, maybe you know, there are people say the future, there's all this guy you pay, you know, the card readers play the cards and tell you, yeah. you know, things and it's not from the Lord. Say, our father worship in this mountain and he say in the, in the Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, that's a very, very key word. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain, not in Jerusalem, worship the Father. Ye worship, know not what you worship, but we know that we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. The hour is coming. That's the key verse here. And now is where the true worshippers shall worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in truth. So you saw the sketch we're making, the Holy Spirit helps us connect. Because God is spirit. He connects only with a spirit. And a spirit with a soul. So we cannot, if your soul is completely backslidden, they are not have a knowledge of God. We're not connecting. We're thinking we're connecting. We're thinking we pray big prayers, long prayers. Oh God of heaven, open the heavens now and come down. He already came down. He already the heavens open. And where God lives, He knew. Jesus lives in you through the Holy Spirit. And where is Jesus now this minute? Sitting next to the Father on the right hand. So he said the Holy Spirit for us. Because he could not come. Because he, kept, he could be only one place at a time. Because, anyway, they will explain it further down. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh which is called Christ. When he comes, he 
will tell us all things. Jesus says unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And now again I'm reading the same verse before. At the very God of peace, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, at the very God of peace, sanctify your whole body. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then we understand why we need to feed through the word of God. And here in first second Timothy two fifteen says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How we study the word of God? Every Sunday in the church? Where? How? Home. What time? Every day. How many times a day? Say again? Only when you get time. Only when you get time. So you don't, if you don't have time, you don't read the Word of God. Okay. How many of you went to the doctor this week? Does anybody feel sick? You go to the doctor, right? The day clinic is here, the clinic, right? And you go. So, when you feel sick in your bed, uh, you wake up in the morning and you don't feel well. What do you do? Come to the clinic to make an appointment. You pray. Right? You pray? Did you pray? I don't know. So, you pray what? Let us know. You pray, you say what? No, I, I you have sickness already. Okay. And what happened? And the sickness must go. Go, quick. Sickness must go. But if it doesn't go, if you don't, if you're not there yet, mm. you know, yeah. what do you do? Go you go to the clinic, mm. you get an appointment, mm. you go to the doctor. But when you go to the clinic, you know, you know the clinic is there, right? It's not going to move anywhere. You're sitting in this chair. You have faith that if you sit in the chair, it won't break. You know, I have faith for two chairs. I'm big, yeah. I'm 150 kilos. So I sit in two chairs. So that is a, but I have faith in it. I sit here and warm it. But it seems sometimes we humans, uh, forgetting the word of God, uh, we have faith in other things. It's not bad to go to the doctor. If you're continually sick and you want to go to the doctor, you're welcome to go to the doctor. You can take your medicine and you subscribe to what? Like example, who's on medication here? It's not, not, not to condemn you, please. Just to understand. Who's on medication? Okay. How many times do you take your medicine a day? Three. Three. You do three? Four? Three times. Three times. Three times. Once. Once. Amen. Once, it's good, it's good. But now I'm gonna ask the other question, change the question now. How many times you go to the Word and pray a day? Not only go to the Word, pray and go to the Word and study the Word. 
I say basically, if you have headaches, you go take three panadol a day, more or less. Or what is the other one you taking? Uh, uh, grandpa. I know some quite a few people taking grandpa here quite addicted yeah. in Sir Lori's past. Grandpa also take it three times a day. Just try to start taking the word of God three times a day. Try to take God's medicine. It's very important. Because we pray God, God help me. Why does it help me? Why doesn't answer my prayers? Because as I explained before, God is the spirit. Your spirit needs to get fed. It needs to connect it with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, you bring all things to remember to you, to your soul, and your soul to your body. Yeah. Now you go to the opposite. The, your soul takes the aspirin, the panadol, the injection for the bl blood sugar, and you don't go to the Holy Spirit there because that's you feel is important. And you have faith in that. And it's good to have faith because we don't want you to die, right? But God has a medicine for you. Actually, God already paid for your healing. You already healed 2,000 years ago. But you need to learn and grow how to appropriate. So you tell me, I am there? No, I'm not there yet. I'm not taking medication, but I'm not there yet. I'm growing too. So all we need to grow. But we try to grow through the word of God. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, you bring everything to my remembrance. I know this mind here, or the flesh, causes troubles. He brings thoughts, memories, ideas that the enemy can use. But the Holy Spirit brings the word of God to my mind. And tell to this mind, shut up. Read the word of God. Yeah. That's the word of God says. By his stripes you are healed. Mm -hmm. The spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens, heals your mortal body yeah. with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what we need to understand. There's a lot of verses that we need to go and study this chapters. Don't only read one verse. Read the whole chapter. Go from before and after. I asked you that uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when we are here, all about the salvation verses. We told about John 3:16, John 1:12, Ephesians 2:8-9, Romans 10:9 and 10. How many of you have memorized any of these verses? Peter, you too. Congratulations. Anybody else? Thank you, thank you, thank you. But all we need to memorize the verses. Mm. Shall I repeat again? John 3, 16. John 1, 12. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. What else you remember, Lisa? Yeah, any, any other? Yeah, we said that. <laughs> Anyway, this is actually very basic thing you can learn. Yeah, it's good to start with that, you know. Yeah, have a... I also have to remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Who is the Word? John 1.1. 1, 1. And the Word was God. The same was with the beginning with God. 
All things were made by him, and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. He was in the world, that's, he was in the world, he didn't come when John wrote this, he was before that. But John tells us what actually happened. Jesus is the word, God is the word, right? And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Then becomes John 1.12. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. very, very important to understand that, that we're not born once you're born in the Spirit, by the Spirit of God are born again. You're not anymore counted that you're born by your mother and father. You have a new birth. You have a new DNA. Mm. Whose DNA you have? Jesus Christ's DNA. Because you say it by his blood. Amen. You know that this is a vaccination they're making now, the new vaccination? It's nobody condemning anybody. But they say they want, they, you take this vaccination and they change your DNA. Okay? But we have been vaccinated by the blood of Jesus, by receiving him through his cross, right? So our DNA changed his blood and we have Christ's DNA because all sickness and disease if you know the word of God is being nailed on the cross this is Galatians 3 13 Rita I want to read to us Galatians 3 13 says brethren <coughs> Christ has revealed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. So, sickness and disease, poverty, and all kind of diseases and things are part of the curse. And what, you, what happened? Jesus nailed them where? In the cross. That means they're not, they're not valid. They're not to have you. So they are on you. If you're suffering, all this is because you're not going to the world. You're not get fed from the riches of heaven. I know we're going to suffer persecution. We know that. It's not everything going to be rosy. It's not going to be easy life. But if you know the word, we stand and we tell to the devil, go in the name of Jesus. And he shall go. Now I tell you, it's uh, TPT, Psalms uh, TPT, Passion Translation, First Corinthians 15:50. Now I tell you this, my brothers and sisters, flesh and blood are not able to inherit God's kingdom realm, and neither is that which is decaying be able to inherit what is corruptible. And in English, in uh, King James says, First Corinthians 15:50. 
Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Jesus started his ministry when he was 30 years old. Right? And till 30 years old has not done any miracles. Nothing. Nada. But in Isaiah 61, one few thousand years ago, before Christ, there's a prophecy. And the Spirit of God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prisons and to them that are bound. So that is uh, Isaiah 61, one. This was about, I'm not so sure about a couple of thousand or a thousand years before Christ, the prophecy. And now, in, when, after Christ came, Luke wrote in uh, Luke 4, 16, and he, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue, the church that ways, or the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place was written. Exactly the same word Isaiah prophesied. And this actually happened. Happened when Jesus was there. I said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, to recover to, uh, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Luke 4, 19 says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. To preach acceptable year of the Lord. That's important. So this happened after he got baptized. He went to the desert for 40 days, right? Tempted by Satan. He received the Holy Spirit as a dove. And he went to the synagogue. And they give him, he read Isaiah 60, uh, 60, yeah, 61.1. And that's exactly the same thing. And he proclaimed, now I'm here. He declared that Christ is here. I'm here. And in Colossians, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. That's Colossians 2.6. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be lost. No, that's what it says. Yes. Not you guys. What it says here. I read it again. But whosoever call on the name of the Lord says what that means, uh, Eta? Again? What that means saved. Salvation. And what's happening when you get saved? Mm. 
Yeah, you born again, you become a child of God, right? Yeah, yeah, you live forever. Yeah. From here and there, not only everlasting life, and you have life here. Joy, life. That's important to understand that. You know, being saved is not like a casual thing. It's the most important thing that happened to you. Better than sliced bread. Come on. Much better. Sliced bread, maybe you don't have one day, yeah. but salvation, you cannot lose it. Amen. You cannot lose salvation. And he himself is a propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but also of the whole world. That's his first John 2 2. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we have died to sin, might live for righteousness, but whose stripes we were healed. First Peter 2 24. And Matthew 11, 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence <laughs> taken by force. And James 4, 7 says, Therefore, submit yourself to God. Okay, close. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. He will do what? Submit your... Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. This is a written my own translation, Philippians uh, book. Okay, but what means that now? So, we understood that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, right? So... How God will communicate with us? Through your spirit. Communicate. The Holy Spirit communicates through the spirit. And your spirit communicates with your soul. And your soul with your body. And it moves. But if you don't have the understanding of the word of God. If you don't train yourself and learn to God. Learn the word of God. Uh, don't hear the word of God. You don't get faith. You don't. It doesn't work. It says He will bring it to your memory, everything that I have told you. So if you don't know what God, what Jesus told us already, the Holy Spirit won't give us anything. He will tell you what you have learned. He remind you. He's not going to give you like they say, magic, Harry Potter, make a magic. You know, you do something, you know, it magically comes to you. There's nothing magic. Everything is good work. It's good work. Hard work. Without hard work, you can receive nothing. If you don't go, if you don't go to work in your, your business, you're not going to get money. If you sit home and wait for a job to come to you, it won't come to you. You have to look for a job, right? You have to have faith. You have a faith to sit in the chair. You have faith to go to the doctor. You have faith to come to church. But you need to have faith to start the word, to study the word of God. Amen. It says, but with Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. How are you diligent seeking God? 
Anybody can explain to me? Fine, let's get together. If you don't understand, I don't understand, explain to me. But if you understand, please uh, it's help me. How can we diligence seek? Anybody else? Say it. Through his love, yeah. The word, the word of God, yeah. Mm. God's word. Through the word, go <coughs> to the word and search the word and study ourselves to prove unto God. This is a verse we said earlier, here at the very beginning. Second Timothy two fifteen. Study to show thyself and prove unto God a workman that not a thing to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So. And Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the Passion Tradition says, Romans 10, 17, Faith then is birth in the heart that responds to God's anointed. Utterance of the anointed one. So faith birth grows becomes in your heart and your heart is your spirit your heart is not your heart is pumping it's your spiritual heart your spirit the holy spirit works with your spirit that's very important birth in your heart that responds to god's anointed who's anointed god's anointed jesus christ right utterance of the anointed one so we what means utterance Rita? So we need to speak, the, not only hear it, not only read it, but speak to it. So, so faith cometh by hearing, by hearing by the word of God. So, see, it says here, faith cometh by what? Hearing. So now you hear me, right? But when you read yourself, you need to hear it yourself. When you go home and you study, sometimes we're reading fast. Mm -hmm. So, but if you start, say it loud, and you hear yourself, that's create faith, stronger faith. You know, like we are having, Christianity is a great confession because we have to confess. Many times in the Bible, says confess three times say with your mouth says three times and one says faith so it's very important to understand that it's more important to, to get faith you have to say the word of God you have to speak the word of God you know, remember to say say it say it say it Aroma 60 said know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, we were baptized into his death. The, Romans 6, 4 now. Therefore we are buried unto him by baptism unto death, that like us Christ was, was raised up from the dead. 
by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness in life. Romans 6, 5 says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in likeness of his resurrection. Know ye not that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin may be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Romans 6, 7 says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. So, how we are crucified and we are resurrected with him. Peter, do you know that? How you were crucified with Jesus and you resurrected with Jesus. He died for our sins. What that means? Uh, he makes us free. Make us free. So technically, we're supposed to be the crucified one, right? Actually, because we are sinners. Rita, you want to share something? No, no, I was just going to answer question. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, how did we become crucified with Jesus? Because we became one in spirit, and the spirit is eternal. That means we were always with him. So when he was crucified, we were in him. Because it's an eternal spirit. That's correct too. Born again in spirit. Yeah. But also we supposed to be dead. We supposed to pay for our sins. But Jesus took the punishment for us. And that is very, very important. He paid the bill. He paid your rent. He paid your, you know, we are here in this body. Sinners living because since creation. But he paid for you with his own blood. So... Your health, your healing, your prosperity, your life, your happiness, your joy is paid by His blood. He paid for you. So it sets you free. Sets you free. And who the Son of God sets free? He's free indeed. He's free indeed. You are free. Even if you don't feel like it, you are free. But you have to believe it. Study the Word of God. You get it in. You somebody heard the other day feels depression, depressed. What can I do for depression? What can you do for depression? Study the word of God. It's a medicine. You know, we have a friend in Denmark. We stay with him, with them, for a while. She was depressed, and one night she took some medication. We 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 are kind of missionaries coming from. Uh, uh, Russia, from uh, sorry, Ukraine to Denmark, I will stay with a friend. But actually, she took the pills of depression, and in the morning, she had committed suicide. Thank God she didn't die. We wake up in the morning, and her boyfriend says, Oh, she took her life yesterday, you know, to take her to the hospital. Because she didn't know the Lord. They didn't know enough the Lord. She didn't know to go to Jesus, yeah. to draw your strength. To get the happiness. See, Paul and Silas were in prison. Had, they were in the shit, in the hole, up to the halfway through, on chains, and they were praising the Lord. And they were not depressed. They were happy. The joy of the Lord was their strength. So, what happened? Say it loud. Yeah, they broke down. 
Break the chains. Hallelujah. You have, you're not chained anymore. You know the story of the uh, chained eagle? There was an eagle. Somebody caught him and put him to a chain. He was going all around and around and around. Staking the ground. And so one day he grew up and he was big. But still was going around and around in the stake. So the boss one time says, I'll set you free. Took out the chain. Said, now you are free. Go. What happened? He flew for a minute, go around. He came back and he started going around and around the earth. Because he had the liber he had a habit that he was doing in the chain. So let's break those chains. Jesus came, he said, in the world like to set us free. Set the captives free. Does anybody feel captive here? We set you free now. If you feel captive, we can set you free. Because Jesus set you free. I cannot set you free, but Jesus can. Jesus already has set you free, but you need to know it. You need to know it. You need everything God says in John 4 12 says, John 14 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go where? To my Father. Now, John 14, 13 and 14, 14 says, and, whoso, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14, 14. If ye ask anything in my name, he will do it. So what are you going to ask, uh, Eta? A car? Ferrari? We need to ask what is in his will, what God wants us to ask. Yes, Rita. Also, it says, if you ask in my name, the name is not nothing. The name symbolizes all the characteristics of God. So it has to fall within the character and nature of God, the things that we ask, when we ask in his name. Otherwise, it's outside of his name. And first John, that's very good. So you ask where? Which name? Uncle Philip's name? My name? Jesus' name. Okay. Ask the Father. And whatsoever he shall ask in my name that I will do that the Father may be glorified. Okay. Thank you, Lord. That you may know. First John five thirteen. Up to 15. Yeah. These things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, not your will. His will. 
he hears us. And John, 1 John 5.15 says, And if we know that he hears, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire in him, of him. What that means? Can someone can explain that with his own words from the crowd here? Can I read it again? 1 John 5, uh, 13 to 5, 15. This thing I have written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence, believe in the name of God, the Son of God, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. So God hears you. And if we know that He hears, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. So I'll read quite a few verses here, and then we'll gonna close. I get into the close. Mark 11:23. For very, verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And then in Luke 17, 6 says, And the Lord said, If he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted into the sea. It should obey you. So that is uh, important to understand. We need to study the word so we can get that faith. This is when Jesus cursed the sick tree. The, no, cursed the fig tree. Sorry. Yeah. He didn't die right away. The next day he died because he died on the roots. So sometimes we want to see the mountain move right away. We want to see the sickness go right away. Jesus says, lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. We can see sometimes heals right away, healing right away. But also we will recover. And if we stay in faith and we study the word and we meditate in the word and we have it front of our eyes day and night, we shall prosper, we can grow. And we can change the world. And not only ourselves, but also we can preach the gospel to others. We can go and lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We leave our faith there, we believe, and we intercede for them, and we see them life change. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.